everyone, and welcome to the Zombie Girls Podcast. I'm your co-host, Rachel, and joining me is quite a few of my lovely ladies, the one and only Matilda. Hi there. Ariel. Hey. And Sarah. Hello. Hey, how are you guys all doing? Doing good. Yeah. 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 yeah hanging in. Surviving. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Thanksgiving <laughs> is right around the corner. Are you feeling uh, especially thankful? Uh, about anything this far? <laughs> yes uh anti-anxiety medication <laughs> <laughs> i am thankful for klonopin and weed <laughs> how about you ariel are you thankful for anything this time of year uh no <laughs> no i mean sure there's stuff to be thankful for it's just yeah, a little grim. Yeah. Thinking yeah. about Thanksgiving and I can't really be with any of my family. So that's yeah. pretty lame. Right. I'm thankful for the end of the wildfire season, hopefully arriving oh, God. soon. Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> All right. Cool. Cool. That didn't go exactly as I planned, but uh, we'll keep on moving. Keep on moving. <laughs> Anybody have any interesting things that they've been up to? We did our first pandemic mini road trip. Yeah. yeah. Since the last oh, time so I saw cool. you. Yeah. So we went up to Humboldt County, like almost to Oregon, really way up there, and rented a little tiny cabin in the woods and just kind of walked around the forest as much as we could. The air was terrible going up, but we were making jokes that we were, when we were in the state park, that we were in like the Ewok forest. And then I looked it up and we were in the Ewok yeah. forest. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I didn't really yeah. didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't know. Yeah. I didn't know that. But it was like this like six foot ferns and super like wet and amazing. And it, super, it was great while, um, while the fires were raging mm-hmm. yeah. to be someplace that was that was like awesome. just moist and lovely. Not on fire. Not on fire. Not actively and, burning. <laughs> and apparently it was a good time to go, not only because of the pandemic, but I guess it was also harvest season. So people are inside and busy. Oh, in County. nice. Yeah. Right. So when we went to the forest um, and it said, like, this is our most beautiful and accessible trail. So you would think it would be crowded. We saw not one other person. Oh, that's so nice. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, which is a rare thing in the city where I am. So that was really lovely to get out of town. Very cool. Oh, that just reminded me. I used to have a friend. I mean, I still have this friend, but they don't live nearby anymore, who grew weed. This was back when it was still illegal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I would dread harvest season. I would avoid going to his house during <laughs> harvest season because you would walk in the door and he'd either be a, a pair of scissors in your hand. Was like fuck i'm not trimming your weed dude because the problem was it wasn't like he would pay you for your labor except for in weed and i don't smoke which you don't weed. like <laughs> like i don't ju- if people love weed i love it that's great i just am terrible at smoking weed like i really really gave it a shot you know what i mean for many years and always never had fun so so it was i was just doing free labor <laughs> like sticky smelly labor with a bunch of stoners i was like oh so what i would find i kind of figured out when the cycle of harvest would happen i'd be like oh, busy bye <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I didn't, I definitely didn't plan it this way, but it turned out to be a really, a really good plan. That's amazing. (laughs) That's good to know. That's a good, like, traveler pro tip. Yeah, I don't know what it's like in other years, but this year, 
it was empty. Like there's that Trees of Mystery place by the yeah. side of the road that's basically like a Redwood Forest theme park. There were four customers in there. Nice. Awesome. All right. Well, sounds like you guys have had some fun. <laughs> yeah, what about you all? Have you been up to any adventures at all? Hmm. We did our uh, annual trip up to our friend's place in Sonora for our anniversary. Oh, that was fun. that's nice. Yeah. Uh, just hanging out, geeking out, playing, you know, role-playing role games. We've, we've been playing Pathfinder on Friday nights, so, but via the Foundry website, and that's that's been a lot of fun. And then awesome. um, we played a, a game that we all have got to get together sometime and play. It's it, And I mean, because it, it, it's best worked out when you're with people. Instead of just virtually, okay. called called Crash Pandas, mm. and we're, we were a bunch of raccoons that have joined the L.A. street racing scene. Oh my god! We all have like little backstories. <laughs> oh my god. That sounds so, like, amazing. My my character was a raccoon named Ronnie Phil. Oh my and god! And he joined street racing because he lives behind Dinky O'Malley's Mexican Chinese hamburgers, donuts, and pub. You know, one of those one of those uh, places that only seems to magically appear when you're drunk, and the health board's pretty sure they shut it down in the seventies, <laughs> <laughs> which leaves him with uh, greasy explosive diarrhea. Okay, <laughs> yeah, which which came in handy. But he joined street <laughs> racing because his dumpster was destroyed by what he thinks is a land shark, but turns out was just a kid in a in a shark hoodie. <laughs> <laughs> That sounds really cute. That does yes. sound really fun. That yeah, oh, great. it was a lot of fun. Yeah. All right, all right. Uh, I haven't done anything recently because, you know, but tonight I'm going to a drive-in horror-themed drag show that I'm very, oh, you're going very excited. Yes, yes. I'm, it's in the parking lot of my local mall. <laughs> nice. <laughs> that's where you saw the, uh, that's where you saw, um... Us. us and came out into a carnival correct right? yes that was quite the experience because the, also the movie theater is downstairs so you have to take an escalator up yes so oh, sweet. i took an escalator up walked out the door and there was a carnival and i was like nope no no in a movie that's all about coincidences this is a bridge too far do not like do not like <laughs> oh that's right and that's the mall where we started the curse of this year by oh, seeing yeah, this, cats on so, new year's day uh, this is oh uh, yeah i think we really owe the world like a major mea culpa for what <laughs> we have done a, what a we have film yes yeah on on january 1 we watched cats <laughs> and then look what happened coincidence <laughs> No, you decide. <laughs> At like 10 a.m., I want to say it was like early. Yeah, it was a it was a choice. <laughs> we, we made a choice that day. <laughs> oh shit! All right. Speaking of watching cursed things, today we are going to be watching a couple of little film movie films, Lamageddon and Head. So. That's a thing we're doing. Before we get into that, we are <laughs> before we get into that, I want to know what you guys have been watching. Ariel, catch me up to speed. What have you been watching? Yeah, sure. So I started watching, or actually I finished it, the new show, The Haunting of Bly Manor. Oh, okay. Matilda, I think you've been watching this too, right? Yes, I'm only about halfway through, but feel free to talk about it. Oh, okay. It's based on the turning of the screw loosely. So it's really, it's, uh, how should I say this? 
It's really good. It looks a lot like the first season. Okay. Uh, the Haunting of Hill House. Like, it's beautifully shot. Everything looks amazing. The acting almost across the board is really great. Even the kids are pretty great, which mm-hmm. is sometimes really difficult, especially because their roles are complicated. We all watched The Innocents, so I think you guys know the basic plot yeah. of that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it follows that until about the halfway point, and then it really kind of switches gears quite a bit. I mean, it still has pieces of the original story, but it adds in a lot of other stuff, too. I really, really like The Haunting of Hill House. I thought that was amazing. I think this one is really good, but it's not quite as strong, and it doesn't lean as heavily into horror mm, as the original one okay. did. So for me, the original had a lot of creepy, unsettling moments and things that genuinely like uh, put me on edge. This one, not so much. There's a lot of ghost stuff happening in this one, just like the original. I think these ones, for me anyways, were less effective. Uh, It weren't as scary. And the first one, I ugly cried, like, almost every episode. Right, (laughs) Um, right. Mm -hmm. That didn't happen so much with this season. But the characters are really lovely. You want to get to know these people better. And by the end of the season, you kind of do. Um, and like I said, the acting is really great. So I would definitely recommend watching it. But just know that it's more a love story than it is a horror story. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. But it's still really good. And if you like Meg Flanagan stuff, if you like The Haunting of Hill House, I would say watch it because Ooh. it is really high quality. Now I'm torn between my love of Mike Flanagan and my dislike of love stories. (laughs) (laughs) It is also, I will say, I'm only halfway through, so Ariel, you can tell me if this is wrong. It is also a creepy kid story. Okay. That's more in my wheelhouse. Especially the little boy. Oh, yeah. He's very effective. He has some moments in the first few episodes that are quite unsettling. Yes. And kind of creepy and gross. (laughs) Okay. All right. Now we're 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 moving back into the pro column. <laughs> <laughs> one of the other things I watched was the movie Scare Me. Have you guys heard about this one? I'm that curious was a good about one. this, and I know I, I liked it. Okay. Okay. Good. What's That's... that, Sarah? I said I really liked it. it oh, was okay. different. It, has... it is very different. Uh-huh. So the premise of this is that it's this guy who is coming up to a remote cabin to take some time off work. So that he can work on his writing. He's like an aspiring horror author. And while he's out on a jog, he meets this woman who is an established horror author who just wrote this best-selling book that everybody's raving about. And they sort of don't get along super well at first. And then the power goes out and she comes over to his cabin to say like, hey, let's hang out while we don't have any power. And to entertain themselves, they start telling each other. That's not creepy at all. (laughs) (laughs) To entertain themselves, they start telling each other scary stories. So the beginning of this, I really thought what was going to happen is they were going to tell the stories. They would, like, start the story, and then the movie would be the story. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like an anthology. Yeah, that's kind of what I thought, too. Yeah, it's not that. (laughs) So... The movie is literally them telling each other stories in this cabin. So here's what I would say. There's a lot about this movie that I really liked. For one, they use a lot of great camera tricks and like shadow puppets and stuff while they're telling these stories to make it more dynamic and interesting. The lead woman, Aya Cash, is phenomenal. Like her acting ability is so strong. They are basically just two people in this cabin telling each other kind of shitty horror stories. Mm -hmm. And yet you want to keep watching her because she's so good at it. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, she's my problematic crush of the year. <laughs> yeah, problematic indeed. <laughs> yes. Oh, really? Have you watched? Have you watched the boys? The boys? Yes. Mm-mm. Oh, oh. She, no. She's I an haven't. important character in season two of the boys. Oh, okay. Gotcha. I thought you were saying in real life. Oh no, I'm sure she's not in real life. I have no idea. Okay. Okay. Good. It's, good. <laughs> you, but side note, you should really watch the boys. Okay. You okay. Really I know. I keep forgetting. You keep telling me. I know. I need, I to, need to do it. it too. I know. Poor, yeah. poor Matilda is the because she doesn't care about spoilers. I just keep sending her articles, like think pieces about it. I'm like, I will woo you. One of these will be the key. I mean, if you are watching Cobra Kai and the Order, do yourself a solid and watch this instead. I am not watching the Order. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I would say that. Like I said, the acting is really great. There's a lot of interesting stuff happening. For me, the movie dragged a bit because there is this huge chunk of time where they're just telling each other these horror stories and the stories aren't that good. So it lost me a bit there. But then Chris Red comes in as a pizza delivery person and he's pretty hilarious. They all start doing coke together and things get kind of wacky. That part caught my attention again. And then I think the in- I won't talk about the ending, but the ending I thought worked for me. I thought it was really interesting and there's mm-hmm. some really good stuff that it's trying to kind of unpack about male fragility. Like oh. about male ego. Yeah. It has interesting stuff where she keeps like apologizing to him for things that are not his fault because she because of the way she feels and uh, yeah it does a good job of that I think and the ending is pretty satisfying there's also this uber driver that cracked me up Sarah I don't know if you liked that uber driver but I thought she oh was I great. love the uber driver yeah. especially the little the little bit at the end yeah the that last bit. that last shot yes it was great it was great so I would say that this one is probably worth watching but just know that there is this section of like 20 minutes um, in the middle of the movie that it does drag a bit and is a little slow. Okay, good to know. The last thing I watched was Spiral. Mm-hmm. It came out on Shudder recently, and it is about a gay couple and their teenage daughter moving from a big city to a small town and the weird things that they're witnessing happening with their neighbors. Okay, that's intriguing. <laughs> So I was really interested in this plot because, and in this movie, because it was, it's set in 1995 and it reminded me a lot of my own situation. My mom and her wife moved me and my brother from Oakland to a smaller suburb right around that same time, like Mm -hmm. in 1997 and watching them go through this, this experience of going from an urban setting to a place that's much more conservative And the issues that come up with that around homophobia felt Mm. very resonant for me. Yeah. (laughs) Very familiar. So that part was really interesting. But I think that this movie in the end fails in one of its big kind of promises to you as an audience. They set up all this stuff where you have to watch a gay bashing and you have to watch these Mm. people being kind of these terrible things happening. Mm. But in the end, the movie doesn't really say anything except homophobia is bad. Right. You know what I mean? Like it just yeah. didn't it didn't yeah. kind of do it for me. And I think there's so much cool stuff that happens in the first two thirds of this movie that it's a little sad that it kind of flubs it in the end. Oh, that sucks. So, mm. That's a bummer. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's what I've been watching. All right. Awesome. Sounds like some decent recommends up in there. All right. How about you, Matilda? What have you been watching? I've been watching The Haunting of Blind Manor also. And like I said, really 
like Ariel said, really beautiful and interesting. I've continued to watch Lovecraft Country. There's one more. Is, any, okay. is anyone else caught yes. up on this? Oh, yes. Looking forward oh, to this. Those girls that were chasing D. Oh, oh my God. They were yeah. creepy. I just want to put a pitch in for this, that this is the only horror thing that I have watched in years that keeps me up at night. Mm, oh, right? wow. Okay. Oh, man. Well, actually, that's how we started watching Kipo and the Age of the Wonder Beasts is because we caught up the last couple episodes. And after that, uh, after this past episode where they go back to Tulsa, oh, shit, yeah. do we need a palate cleanser? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. And I think it was, you know, I'm unfortunate. I'm doing them one at a time because I, it's a lot and I want yeah. like to sit with it. But if you're watching this and political news in the same night, you're going to have nightmares. That's all oh, I can tell you. <laughs> it's given me nightmares. It's given me like terrible insomnia and I love it. And I also love it so much. Okay. It is really good. That episode um, that focused on Hippolyta was oh. so interesting and yeah. so well done. Yeah, I really yeah. loved that one. It's such a good show. I'm looking forward to seeing the season finale. Yeah. Um, not to derail your conversation, but I, every year in Portland, they have a Lovecraft film festival. Mm-hmm. And I haven't, I've been wanting to go since I moved up here, but I haven't been able to. And this year they did it virtually. Mm-hmm. So I attended like a week ago. And they had a Q&A with the author of Lovecraft Country, mm-hmm. Matt Brock. Mm-hmm. And also a bunch of other horror authors, including Nisi Shaw, who is amazing. She's such a good speaker and she's so smart. I really want to read like everything she's written now. But it was really interesting because I think the festival is one because of the show coming out and people actually talking about this now is sort of reckoning with the reality of who H.P. Lovecraft was in real life. Yeah. And his own personal views. So they had this great Q&A kind of talking about how you can be a horror fan and and love like the Cthulhu mythos, but be willing to be really critical yeah. of who he was as a person, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which I think is a really important thing for us to continue to do. Like for me personally, I've always been a fan of H.P. Lovecraft, and it's I think it's really important to keep that in mind that he was not a good person. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Yeah. Very cool. Awesome. Yeah. All right. What else have you been watching, Matilda? Uh, So the last thing I was watching was the Books of Blood, Clive Barker thing on Hulu. Sarah, it looks like you also watched this. Is that right? Yeah. And Rachel, did you watch it? No, not yet. Not yet. There's too much TV, you guys. I can't keep up. I know. (laughs) I, I know. I thought of you in particular because I'm not sure you know this, but one of the stories in this is misophonia horror oh god (laughs) yes yeah the character has misophonia and it is it was a good empathy builder for me i'm not sure i think it's going to be horrifying for you yeah i'm gonna have to pass on that one but to know that somebody is doing that you know doing that good work i'm glad that exists yeah (laughs) <laughs> do you feel like now you understand my insta rage <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> oh, man it's a struggle it's a daily struggle my friend <laughs> <laughs> but you know so this thing has terrible reviews right that's kind of um, why i didn't prioritize it i was it had good things okay i kind of dug it is it the highest quality horror film I've ever seen? Absolutely not. But there were some things to like in this. Sarah, what did you think of it? Yeah, I mean, I didn't think it was bad. It's not like it was... I mean, we've all seen movies that 
just drag and drag. I thought the stories were at least interesting, especially the the, the first one with the girl. Mm-hmm. The bed and breakfast. That was wow. Yeah, her arc was went places I did not expect. It was interesting. Yeah, still, it's just when I heard books of blood, I was just like, please, please let there be pig blood blues. Please let there be pig blood blues. Fuck, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> I've read some Clive Barker. There he is a children's book that I really loved, The Thief of Always, oh. yeah. um, which was the first one I read. So then when I read the other stuff, I was kind of, whoa. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of, lot, a lot of dicks touching, a lot of the talking, <laughs> <laughs> which is fine. It's just, you you know, you go, it's, I would imagine it's like when people watch Hairspray and then adventure out into Don Waters' other films. Oh, yeah. Oh, like, yeah. yeah. A little bit point. of that. And like, those other films are great. But if you're not ready for them, you and, suddenly, ready. and suddenly everything's double penetration, you're like, I feel like I needed a stopgap book. <laughs> yeah, you kind of need to go like Hairspray, like Low Down Dirty Shame, Pecker, and then kind of go from there. You don't go hairspray and then go, hey, what's pink flamingos? Yeah, oh, which God, is no. the journey. Uh, yeah, I believe that I took be as well. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right. Yeah, so, so I, I would say, like, it's it's clever in ways that I didn't expect in terms of the tying together mm-hmm. of the stories. I actually thought that the way that they did this was pretty clever. Nice. Yeah. And Rachel will never go into that coffee shop. Ugh, is that the Misophonia no. coffee shop? No, it's spiders. Ah! <laughs> yeah, it's a spider-themed coffee not... shop where people chew loudly. You are not <laughs> selling me on this, <laughs> but I have to say. <laughs> I feel like better and better about my choices. <laughs> my viewing choices this week. Okay, okay. But how about you, Sarah? What have you been watching? Is there anything we haven't already covered? Let's see. Uh, No, not really. Well, I will second your, uh, if you were going to recommend Kipo and the Wonder Beast, I'm halfway through the final season, so don't spoil it for me, but uh, I just love, love, love that cartoon. So good. Oh man, that cartoon's so great. All the the different kinds of personalities that the the animals have, and you were right, the Timbercats are awesome. Oh, I love the Timbercats so much. (laughs) So... The jazzercising raccoons, the the, the skunks on motorcycles. (laughs) It's a lot of fun. Definitely check it out. And I didn't know the the lady that voices uh, Kipo is also the female in The Boys. Yep, and the voice of Glimmer on She-Ra. Yeah. <laughs> it's so funny because I totally know her from her voice work. So then on The Boys, when she literally never speaks, it's like, mm-hmm. I just keep waiting for like that <laughs> moment where she's going to finally say something. I'm like, come on, come on. I thought maybe it would happen in the finale. Nope. All right. Well, what have I been watching? I watched a couple of things I'll talk about really quickly. The first one was a movie called The Wolf of Snow Hollow that is now on VOD, but also in virtual cinemas, I think. Or maybe Mm -hmm. it's actually showing in some theaters where people are insane and going to the movies. (laughs) And have any of you guys heard about this? Mm-mm. I have. I've been wanting to watch it, but I haven't gotten it, to it yet. When I watched it, Ariel, you specifically are the person I was thinking about. I was like, oh, really? who needs to see this movie? So it's about a stressed out police officer who's trying not to give in to the paranoia as his little small mountain town is sure that a werewolf is killing people. So it's kind of like a dark comedy whodunit, but with a werewolf 
is probably oh, the best way to describe great. it. Yeah. It's very charming. It's got almost a Fargo vibe to it since it's small town weirdos solving a crime in the cold, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like there's a handful of actors that you'll recognize like comedic actors show up here and there throughout it. So it definitely is leans more towards comedy, but it has some like cool werewolf kills and stuff like that. And I laughed quite a bit throughout the movie. There's some stuff about the main character I'm not super in love with and I don't totally know if they resolve it, but I don't know. I still like he's kind of that still waters on top full of rage below. <laughs> so I don't know. Sometimes those characters don't work for me, but it did make me laugh quite a few times. So yeah. And I think it has a really fun mystery at its center. And as a mystery lover, Ariel, I know you will enjoy that. Yes. So I, I would definitely recommend this one. Yeah, this I really liked it a lot. Like after it was over, I was kind of like, wow, that was really good like it has a lot of tropey things that i really enjoy and and like i said some really good laughs and some some heart to it as well so yeah definitely check out wolf of snow snow hollow oh that sounds great wow this sounds really good the other thing i watched was vampires versus the bronx did anybody else watch this is that the new netflix one yes no i haven't gotten a chance to yet okay so this one is about a group of kids that live in the bronx who have to save their neighborhood from vampires. I decided to check it out because it reminded me of all the movies that we all loved growing up. You know, like the whole kids versus you know some mm-hmm. evil, right? That You know, like The Gate or Monster Squad, something like that. And it doesn't quite live up to those movies, which, you know, I don't know how well they've aged. Although The Gate is still really freaking good, dude. I watched it on Valgo and it was really, really good. But it does have a lot of that fun that you're looking for. The kids are so adorable. I can't even take it. They're so, so cute. And there's some really funny laughs in this. It's it's mm-hmm. perfect for, like, if you have younger kids or, Ariel, you were saying you were trying to get your nephew into horror. This is not super scary, but it has some horror tropes. Mm, um, so, okay. And it's not it's, – it's PG-13. I don't know why. There's, like, no blood in it and – I don't know. I don't know why it's PG-13. I feel like it could easily be PG. So it's something you could watch with pretty much anyone. It goes down super easy. But there's this whole kind of metaphor of vampires being gentrifiers. So, like, there's a lot of, like, it's very timely. (laughs) There's this vampire conglomerate is trying to buy out the Bronx so they, you know, take over. And so, like, (laughs) there'll be signs about how it's sold. And then there'll be all these businesses coming. And it's, like, artisanal whipped butter or like one of them's like i don't know if this is a clothing store or a restaurant like what what even is this so it's kind of like a running joke like basically when the white people come in they're like oh no. they're white people are the vampires like sucking the blood out of this community essentially so from a message percent perspective i think you can really appreciate this movie but also it's just really cute if you need something to decompress that is not going to stress you out on any level Mm -hmm. (laughs) this one is really cute and i would definitely recommend vampires versus the bronx it's very fun so yeah that's what i've been watching Uh, yeah that sounds so good all right cool so let's move in let's take a little break and then we'll head into our movie reviews of lamageddon and head Hi everyone, I'm Alex West. And I'm Andrea Subasati, and we're from the Faculty of Horror Podcast. And you're listening to the Zombie Girls Podcast. All right, we are back and we are ready to wa- talk about some movies. <laughs> now, 
Sarah, you were in charge of programming this week. <laughs> so why don't you tell us a little bit about the movies you picked and why you picked them and yeah, that kind of stuff. Okay, so I picked Lamageddon and a movie called Head, both of which are currently on Amazon Prime. And honestly, I picked them because, let's face it, last couple weeks, couple months, last couple years <laughs> kind of shitty and i just wanted something fun mm -hmm. yeah i can understand that yeah i definitely get that that uh desire yeah, <laughs> yeah. your opinion is already leaking out <laughs> you know what i might surprise you i probably won't but i could <laughs> All right. So do you have a specific order you'd like to talk about these in, Sarah? No, let's just go for it. All right. Well, let's start with Lamageddon. Ariel, you have the synopsis. Tell us I about I don't. You do not. Oh, no, it's me. <laughs> Matilda, you have the... What, uh, what is wrong with me? Yeah, Matilda, you have the synopsis. Right I do. I do. All right. So Lamageddon is from 2015 and directed by Howie Dewan. Um, Is that really his name? Probably not. <laughs> I'm just yeah, saying it right like it now. I'm just be, getting right? it right now. Okay. As I say it. I'm like well, I that newscaster. I heard a bunch in the, the rap at the end. And that's... Oh. Yeah. Also, thank that's you for referencing that, news, that newscaster. Because that was my favorite thing you ever sent me. <laughs> Do you all know about that newscaster? I'll put it in the chat. Mm -mm. Oh my god. You tell them about the newscaster. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's a story about a bomb threat at a Home Depot. Uh -huh. In Indiana, because a man comes into the bathroom and s announces he's, he's like, everybody out. <laughs> um, he, he announces that he is fixing to blow it up. <laughs> oh. And someone calls the bomb squad. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay. Which is funny, but the newscaster realized it in real time on the news. <laughs> and then her co-newscaster clearly was like, made her read it, like kicked it to her. And he can't stop laughing. <laughs> <laughs> amazing and she was and then she has to read that like the man was located but said that he did not mean to cause a panic and, <laughs> yeah i'll put it in the chat it's so what good. a reason to be on the local news oh for terrible she's got the total like karen oh uh, cast her hair she's like a super karen <laughs> oh, and you can see it happen on her face when she's like he said he was fixing to blow it up and then she's like oh my God. <laughs> and like the camera cuts to her coast, and he's like waving the camera away. <laughs> Dude. Oh, it's so funny. It made me it made me laugh like a like a gleeful eleven year old over and over and over again. I saw it. I'll put it in this. <laughs> All right. Okay. Sorry. Sorry. That's fine. All right. Back to how we doing. All right, so how we doing is the director, and the rest of the cast is Pinky Brainwells, Brainweiss, Elaine Burnside, E.B. Buxner, and most importantly, Louis the Llama. Oh, Louis. All right, so the synopsis is, young people at an Ohio house party are terrorized by a killer llama from outer space. When it first hit Amazon Prime, this movie had a streaming rental fee of $1 million. 
possibly in an attempt to recoup the cost of the liquids in the special effects hoses. <laughs> <laughs> what else is there to say? It's Lamageddon. Yeah. Yeah. Accurate. All right. Well, <laughs> Sarah, you picked this movie. Tell us, what do you think of this movie? I think it's fun. Uh-huh. Stupid ass fun. Okay. It, so <laughs> when you're watching this movie, can you describe... <laughs> Okay, so this is like the hiking of movies for me. I believe (laughs) that you like this movie. I believe you. I don't think you're lying. I don't think you're trolling. What are you feeling? Are you like, this is clever? What what are the emotions that you're and the experience that you're having? Oh, I'm like, oh my god, this is so dumb. It's awesome. Okay. Okay. Still don't understand. <laughs> I, I want to understand. It's like the sheer ridiculousness of it, right? You're yes. a fellow bad movie lover, so maybe you can yeah. explain it to me. Yeah, I mean, I think it's just because it's so silly and so ridiculous and so dumb right. that it can't you can't help but smile when you watch it. Okay, all right, mm-hmm. that makes sense to me. I can identify with those feelings. This empathy is being built in real time. I got it. I got it. I I mean, I feel like this is like the same reason I would watch public access television at times when I was a kid, you know, like where there's like no budget, but it's, Uh but the people are so sincere. Right. 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 You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I do. This is, both of these movies are quite a bit dirtier than that but <laughs> just a tad <laughs> however <laughs> gotcha, gotcha yeah all right well what did you think of this movie Matilda? i mean i kind of knew what it was gonna be when i right or thought i knew what it was gonna be when i saw the name and the description and then at the like 24 minute mark when the llama hits a blunt that someone is smoking i was like yeah this is this is pretty much what i thought <laughs> yes i love that part so much um i had to try to like and you know i can i could hear people who are not me at home like cheering yay when you yeah. know when that happened yeah i thought it was fun and it was like the right length like this should not be longer than it is right this should right, not be a right. two-hour event no god thank god can you imagine yeah it does not overstay its welcome yeah no and i i liked the running joke of the guy like changing his shirt in every scene and then in (laughs) the last scene he's in a red shirt a a star trek red shirt yeah (laughs) yeah that was great oh that's what i okay all of a sudden i didn't notice the changing of the shirts till he was in a star trek shirt and i was like Star Trek <laughs> it's all coming together now see i was missing the subtleties that's the problem that is the problem yeah i mean as a rule this kind of movie is not really for me but i had a really i had a pretty good time mm-hmm. with character development no but with like the special effects parts like i was trying to put together the llama vaporizes someone with their eyes and there's nothing left of them but then we see another character and they're just being hosed with red blood so funny over and over. <laughs> yeah i thought i thought that those parts were super fun like the kills were super fun the like electricity in the hot tub was super fun which i'm sure we'll talk about the the llama itself mm-hmm. the sexy parts worked less well for me <laughs> I think it was to... the dad having sex in the beginning was so gross yeah <laughs> so gross <laughs> 
his orgasm face is burned into my brain now and I'm not happy about it. Sarah. <laughs> You're just cackling in the background. I have to say that was part of what I enjoyed was imagining Sarah like ha 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 like <laughs> as yeah, I was she does like this. Mr. Burns fingers. Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. But I had a good time. Awesome. Okay, how about you, Erin? You were a connoisseur of bad movies. So was this, was Lamageddon your jam? Absolutely. Yeah, so there are bad movies that are just bad and it's uncomfortable watching them and you're bored to tears. And then there are good bad movies. And this I would put in the good bad movie category. It's short and it's hilarious and it's so dumb, but Mm -hmm. in like a really great way. I mean, when that guy starts turning into a llama and all they do is just strap fun fur to his arms and you can see how it's tied on that was hilarious it's so stupid and so fun and the way they talk about the spaceship being so advanced but it's literally just a horse trailer with some shitty wings on the side right 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 or or when the llama guy's giving birth to the the alien llamas and the eggs and like the little the little llama with its head popped out yeah it's just it's so stupid and so funny and and even just the dumb shit with the um with the stoner kids sitting on the couch like laughing at each other that scene that matilda referenced where he hands the llama a blunt and he like takes a puff and then bites the dude's fingers off that Mm -hmm. was like the first thing that really made me laugh and and yeah and the way the llama kills i mean those laser beam eyes and the splash of blood got me every time it's so much fun or when he's when he's punching that girl with her ho- with his hooves. Yes, yeah, the punching with the hooves and like paper mache llama arms. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it reminded me of Velocipaster when you just see the like gloved dinosaur hands. Yes, yes. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Although this one was even more clearly like someone strapped with duct tape as a hoof. Oh, definitely. Yeah, <laughs> and the punches yeah, if that are movie not had a landing. small budget. This one, yeah. <laughs> I feel like they spent their entire budget on that helicopter scene at the beginning. Yeah, like, I was kind of surprised. I was like, does somebody know somebody with a helicopter? Yeah. What the hell? <laughs> yeah. But this is a movie that I think would be a ton of fun to watch with a group of people when we can do that again, have a few drinks, and put a movie like this on is a great time. It's, I think it's really fun. Nice. Nice. Hmm. Rachel, what about you? <laughs> Come on, Rachel. All right. So here's the thing. I actually think that this movie seems like it was an absolute blast to make. Mm-hmm. I f- it feels very much like a labor of love between friends. And, you know, having friends that make micro-budget films, I could almost transpose them in there and, and realize kind of the joy that went into the creation of this movie. So on that level, I definitely give the movie a thumbs up for sure. As something that these people created together, I think that's really, really cool. You know, and the movie has no pretension about being anything else than what it is, which is an intentionally bad, dumb, fun movie. You know, so on one level, it kind of doesn't make any sense to even review it. Right. It's just, the question is, does this kind of movie work for you or does it not work for you? And if it's, if that kind of movie works for you, I think that this is a very good example of that kind of movie. So like, if you like a dumb, fun movie, absolutely, you should watch this. This is going to be a total blast to watch. 
if you don't like intentionally bad silly movies, then there's not really anything else here for you to latch on to. You know what I mean? Like it is what it is. Yeah. And that yeah. is the dividing line. It's not it's not good, it's not bad. It's like do you like this kind of movie or not? It is extremely successful in being that kind of movie. So picking this movie apart is pointless because there's a right. lot of absurd things in this that that if that kind of stuff makes you laugh, this shit is going to be funny, you know? But if you <laughs> yeah. are looking for plot characterization themes you've come to the wrong motifs like that (laughs) shit ain't in the house (laughs) so i also have a confession to make that i discovered a plugin that allows you to watch streaming movies at two speed (laughs) so lollygaddon was a short film for me it was like a half hour for you (laughs) and you know what at a half hour that's about is exactly the amount of time i want to spend with it and it kept me from getting <laughs> grumpy and bitter. So I ended up having a much better time than I thought I was going to because it was short and sweet. I saw all the goofy <laughs> shit, but I didn't have to, like, spend a bunch of time in that world. <laughs> That's interesting, though, because a lot of the gags are, like, how long the vomit hose well, goes or, like, the how beauty long the yeah. that is it goes on comparatively way longer than anything else oh okay so, so you still get it i got the joke i was like wow they're still dancing to that sax music Ooh. yeah that was and usually shit that is so whizzing dumb. by and we spend some time grinding in the hallway <laughs> so, <laughs> so i got the joke okay i just yeah. got it faster okay yeah i mean i would say if you like something like Velocipaster or thanks killing then you're gonna like this movie yes. and you should totally watch mm-hmm. it absolutely it is i think one of the worst bad you know what i mean like it's it yeah it is the extreme end of that Vanessa pastor almost feels a little cynical compared to this that's that's a good point yeah the tone yeah. is definitely different but more probably like thanks killing i just think probably being on set for this movie was a fucking blast and yeah, that this yeah, looks like, like a group a of time. friends i mean they right, have yeah. chemistry with each other there's right. clearly yeah there is something infectious about that and being like i i could see doing something stupid like this with my friends mm-hmm. and that part of it mm-hmm. while the movie the final product didn't speak to me i feel like the understanding kind of the vibe of the creation endears it to me does that make sense mm-hmm. yes absolutely yeah, yeah totally okay. See, I'm not always a hater. I can have fun. <laughs> but that's what I mean about it being like public access. Like, it's a labor of love, clearly, yeah. right? Yeah. And it's, you know, in some, like, Velocipaster, when you talk about it being more cynical, like, those, I think those are real actors, and it kind of makes it worse. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, or like sometimes you watch a movie like this and they can afford, like, one actor. Right. Right. With right. all their friends, the and it totally takes you out of it right whereas this is just like the group of friends clearly right they're all at the same level yes yeah yeah this whole movie is like the ninjas versus dinosaur fight scene of velocipaster right Mm -hmm. Uh uh-huh yeah Mm -hmm. once all the slickness has disappeared that is this that is where this movie lives (laughs) yeah yeah and that in some in some ways that was my favorite part of Velocipaster because it like it had it, like I was like whoa <laughs> we have really the, there was no budget this time around like <laughs> no, we're just using a styrofoam mannequin head yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. definitely all right any other thoughts about Lamageddon before we move on I just think this is so much fun and I love the llama so much because the llama is totally 
just standing there while its arms are punching people or it's mm-hmm. shooting its laser beams. And that cracked me up too. Cause it's so like, it has this such a like stoic face, you know, yeah. it's just a llama walking around. <laughs> yeah. And that the rap song at the end, that's the, sh- the jam right there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is like throwback to like LL's track on deep blue sea. <laughs> yeah. Oh, <wow. laughs> uh, that was that oh. was actually where i ha- where i reached my limit where i was uh, like it's too it's too much i can't <laughs> i can't with the the rap is going on for a second verse and i can't do it <laughs> <laughs> yeah. i feel like there was definitely there was some like um influence of leprechaun in the hood in this for sure like with the yeah. smoking of the weed the biting yeah, off of the yeah, finger, that's like that's lifted directly from Leprechaun of the Hood. Also, I believe there is a song at the end over the credits, uh, a rap sure at the is. end. It's been a long yes, time. <laughs> it's been a long time since I've seen that movie, but and I that was back when I was trying to smoke weed, so I don't remember it totally well. <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's why you didn't like weed. Because right. Yeah, maybe. Maybe I was just doing it wrong. <laughs> Uh, I did enjoy uh, the chili cheese rice aspect of it, but <laughs> yeah, but those are available yeah. without it, also. So, but do you really want to eat them without it? No, no. <laughs> they're gonna taste so much better if you do. It's I was really gonna... a catch twenty two. <laughs> I was gonna say, Rachel, what you're saying totally makes sense to me too. Like, there's there's no kind of like rating this on any kind right. of scale. That's but um, I think the place that I connect with this is this is the horror equivalent of the kind of shitty dance movie I love. Oh. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, this is the kind of like, oh, no, it's terrible. Like, I can't tell you it's good, but you're, so, you know, Rachel is someone who I made you watch Linda Blair's Roller Boogie, right? Um, oh. Well, you did. We did see the Footloose <laughs> in the theater as well as well as cats <laughs> so. that's right and i did cry during the footloose remake and yes. you're still my friend yeah so. oh absolutely i felt like that was a real moment for us i was like if i can see you at your lowest and still love you no i'm just kidding, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I, I think i probably got a little choked up too i'm a sucker though so i i get it I get yeah it. but there's something about like you know you're not there for the plot Right. You're not right. there for the like act like the worse the acting is, the better. Right. Yeah. I, I mean, I feel like and there's this kind of like labor of love thing about it. That's great. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I can totally see that. Definitely. Yeah. I don't know. In my old age, I can't just I just can't get my like critical dander up anymore. I'm just like, I'm, <laughs> I'm not yucking your yum. If you like it, I love it. <laughs> just like, you know, don't be mad at me if I watch it at 2.25 speed. <laughs> no, no, no. Because that's not. my yum. Don't yuck it. <laughs> oh, I also really liked that when he when he goes into the spaceship and he comes out with a weapon and it's just like a a foil covered bat yeah, covered that foil. actually made me laugh i was like yeah. it's like it's a space club or, or something. a space stick, yeah. space space stick. stick. <laughs> and when he hits them they just vaporize basically yeah oh my god oh my god it's so dumb all right shall we move on to head yeah, yeah. all right cool so now ariel you have the synopsis for head i do all right, so this movie opens with a short about two guys who get attacked by zombies while walking in the park. 
The main feature is about a group of five friends who take a camping trip in the woods of New England, and once they're there, they meet a guy named Tom who tells them that they're camping on the site of a brutal mass murder where a group of people had their heads chopped off. Tom's a reporter who is trying to write a book about the unsolved murders. Soon their own numbers start to dwindle as they're picked off one by one and are forced to try to figure out who the murderer is. You know what? I just realized I never said that this is a movie full of puppets. No real people. <laughs> <laughs> Important detail. <laughs> All right. Now, Sarah, again, you were in charge of programming. What made you decide to pick Head? Oh, I had so much fun watching this one, and I thought it was just really neat to see a a horror film done completely with puppets. Mm-hmm. And I really like the practical effects they use. Yeah. All right, Ariel, what did you think of Head? So while I really loved Lomageddon and that was totally my jam, I was not as much a fan of this one. So I do appreciate the practical effects. I thought some of the kills and like lopping off of heads was pretty great. Yeah. So the special effects I thought were pretty fun. There were a few jokes here and there that I thought were funny. I, of course, always love when there's a mystery and when there's, you know, supposed cult-like things happening or satanic things happening. That's Mm -hmm. always fun. But I thought that this movie dragged a bit for me. I wasn't as engaged in the jokes in it. I thought the timing was off for a lot of them. Like some of the jokes I think would have genuinely been funny if they had said them faster. Like there was two, these weird, awkward pauses sometimes in the middle of jokes in between one character saying something and the next that didn't work for me. Mm. There were also um, like a lot of gay jokes. <laughs> like, right. Yeah. Like a lot right. of gay jokes. Yeah. Um, that, didn't, that didn't land for me so much because they weren't creative or done at the expense of the person telling them. So I didn't think it, it worked super well. So I'm sorry, Sarah, I loved Lomageddon, but I'm not a fan of this one. Yeah, understandable. Right, how about you, Matilda? What did you think of Head? Um, this one I liked a little bit better than Lomageddon, I think. Oh. Um, I think because I have such a soft spot for puppets. Yeah. And the yeah. way that this was filmed was really cool. Like the way they did the tree the Which tree was, the tree was definite highlight a standout. Yeah. 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 yeah, absolutely. Or even the first time you see one of the villains with the beard and he's like kind of in the fisheye lens. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like the way that it's filmed in particular places is really, um, like it lets the filmmaker go further with mm-hmm. different, I mean, I love puppets and I'm also kind of a textile nerd. So I was like, how did they make that bloody neck? You know, um, <laughs> like, what, what am I looking at here? Is this, is this spray foam? What is this? Um, yeah, I kind of liked it. The, you know, I was much more into the visuals than the plot of it, but I felt like, um, the, I remember Sarah had talked about this years ago on the podcast and I had meant to watch it and I started to watch it, but I was on an airplane Mm. oh yeah not a great one and it is front loaded with puppet tits yes (laughs) and i was like i'm gonna get kicked off this airplane like i cannot be in the paper for like the lady as the lady who like became combative when confronted about her puppet tit movie (laughs) (laughs) oh my god i wish like a psychologist kicked off airplane for watching puppet porn yeah totally oh my god i just found the new clip for our our promo (laughs) (laughs) 
so I had never gone back to it and I'm glad I did because that tree alone was totally worth the like what the fuck yeah yeah completely mm-hmm. agree yeah with that like I you know loved puppet based things as a kid like watched Little Shop of Horrors a lot as a kid I thought this was th- that part of this was really well done and I thought the puppets were actually like the douchey dude puppet with the Liddy? Yes, with the head hanky and the whole thing. Like, <laughs> yes, I was yeah. like, that puppet is. Hel- I know exactly who that puppet is. You know, like yeah, that, I thought he was the best part. Yeah, honestly. like yeah, even whatever. the ability to do like very particular characters in the puppets was pretty. Whoever made this is a pretty talented puppeteer. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. I also think what you were saying about the puppet tits. <laughs> um that is one part that worked for me i thought some of the puppet sex was pretty hilarious (laughs) i mean they went all out on trying to make these puppets make out and have sex and it was pretty funny Mm -hmm. that part of it Mm -hmm. yeah i mean for me definitely the puppets were the highlight right the puppets look great and puppets are innately charming in a way that like if this movie were live action um no yeah because <laughs> i i do agree pretty much with everything ariel said about like the the jokes not really landing yeah. for me and really kicking down in a way that i was just like <sighs> at this point it's more just like do better <laughs> like like <laughs> just just write a better jo- like i will forgive a lot of shit if it's actually funny but when it's like a kick down joke that's not even funny i'm like like saying, what are you closeted? That's not funny. That's not crazy. That's right. like, yeah, that's, that's the laziest shit ever, which is crazy because it's in this movie that required a ton of creativity to create. You know, a lot of creativity went into the creating of these puppets and like they're all extremely unique and they look really cool. And like you said, the the hillbilly that has like the poofy mustache, like design wise, mm-hmm. I'm mm-hmm. so into him. I'm so charmed by all the puppets. It makes a lot of room for me to enjoy this movie where had it been just a bunch of people, unlike the other one, it would not have felt as like fun and joyful. It would have felt like kind of mean and nasty in a way, whereas Mm -hmm. like the puppets kind of lifted some of that vibe a bit. Yeah, I mean, in the story is pretty, you know, it's not the most compelling or fresh story ever. You know, it has a gimmick and a very particular sense of humor that... Like I said, essentially boils down to a lot of dick and gay jokes, so not really my thing, personally. So really, just the charm of it was simply the puppets for me. I really loved the Tree of Heads. The one thing, though, I did really miss, I wanted to see whatever it was that the Backwoods guys were were worshipping. I kept waiting for, like, some puppet monster or demon or something that would have been cool. Like, even maybe after the credits would have been really Mm -hmm. cool. I would have liked to have seen what these people who made these really cool puppets would have made. It would have just been a really good button on the end of it. Because the thing is, is it does kind of just sort of end in a way that doesn't really give you a ton of resolution. Although I did like the weird puppet that didn't have a face. He yeah, was like, He's that was cool. Fix my fangs. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> I also like the burlap the, sack, the killer puppet guy with teeth. Those teeth were so gross, and oh, it was so yeah. weird having them in the mouth of a puppet. But that's what I'm saying. Unsettling. The design of the puppets is yes. so good, it was so and good. Yeah. like you can't really deny the movie because like it's not just some shitty movie that somebody shot with a camcorder in their backyard. A lot of work went into the creation of this movie that has to be admired. Even if the content of the movie didn't really land for me, 
again though i watched it at two and a half speed and so it was a short film and that is exactly the amount of time i wanted to spend with them and as a short film i wonder if you guys would have liked it more condensed because it Mm. does because like there was no Mm. that's the other thing is there was no lulls for me like there were no parts where i was like okay keep it moving let's go let's go like it it just sped through all of the action like some of the the jokes were gone before i had too much time to be offended by them like, uh-huh. we had moved on puppet sex was vigorous <laughs> yes, it was. <laughs> and it was like at, at 25 minutes it was not bad i'm telling you i'm i think my biggest beef with bad movies is that my my bandwidth for them is very narrow. I'm willing to go on a bad movie journey for a short time. I I grow impatient and grumpy. And so by making it shorter, I kind of was like, that wasn't so bad. You know? Yeah. I can see that. <laughs> so I think that I've cracked sense. my personal code. <laughs> so I'm going to be less of a grump about bad movies now, you guys. I I feel like I've grown as a person. <laughs> All right. Sarah, you heard her. We can both pick a ton of bad oh, movies now. Oh, right. right. Carousel, <laughs> Car- Carousel is the next one up. Wait, what is? Carousel. Carousel. And, so I think we're going to change Kenyatta. the way we program this podcast <laughs> in 2021. <laughs> Y'all have credit is shot sorry <laughs> well there was actually sarah there was a question from mr matilda which was who did not participate in watching these with me but was wandering through the house right because you know now whatever in shelter in place whatever one person's watching the other person gets a little of which is how i ended up watching cobra kai <laughs> but <laughs> oh we didn't even talk about cobra kai did oh, we we don't need to talk about cobra okay kai. okay oh no <laughs> so he was wondering, like, if this is the cream that is rising to the top, what else is in the bowl? That ah, <laughs> gotcha. Jesus, Mister Matilda, the subtle, the, the the subtle burn of the Mister Matilda, yeah, is fucking He's white good. hot. <laughs> Yeah, he gave like crack safes with those burns, dude. No, but it's really it's really true. Like as someone who doesn't know how to pick a good bad movie, right. I don't know how I would find my way to this. Right. I mean, it was that, just it was just luck that up. I found how Santa Jones, okay. Sarah. How do you find uh, these? These okay, are so well, off my radar. Yeah. I would never have found them. Okay, well, how I found out about Lamageddon is the wife before the pandemic went to a baby shower and met this lady who's like, hey, you should join our book club. And apparently her book club, every couple of months at this lady's house, they'd have a slumber party and they'd, you know, drink wine, eat lots of food and watch stupid movies. And they watched Lamageddon. And that's how we found out about it. Mm. All right. And what about Head? How did you find that one? I just stumbled across it and was like, huh. I was really intrigued by the the poster art for it because it's right. like puppets in a meat grinder. I'm like, okay, the hell. And so I just sat down and, and watched it one day. But as far as like, how do I get from here to there? These movies, I know they're going to be goofy, fun, quote unquote, bad movies. Right. I watch a lot of bad movies. Remember, I am doing the whole Amityville series. True. Okay? <laughs> Very point. Would you there like me to forward a- you that plug in? <laughs> yes yes actually uh, because i gotta tell you 
Amityville is great. Amityville with Ryan Reynolds is great. I'm like six movies in and I have seen some shit. Oh, and I'm no. not even counting the fact that yeah. this year there are four new ones that came out. What? Four? Yes. Well, yeah. Amityville Toy Box, Amityville Clown House, Amityville Vibrator, and Amityville Island. Oh. Amityville Vibrator? Yeah, yes. what the fuck's that? Do I want to know? Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I watch a lot of bad movies to be able to enjoy the good bad movies. Right. Right. So I you mean, have that's to build my... your palette. You, you kind of yes. like, yeah, okay. That's my sincere question. Like, I can imagine watching some of these where, like, things were less successful than this, right? Or, like, things didn't yeah. land. Oh, yeah. And then I would just be oh, yeah. mad. <laughs> yeah and 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 also remember i'm a trauma fan right yeah but i feel like trauma has a lane right and they do their lane well and these did their lane well yeah but there've got to be ones that don't oh there there are okay i mean there definitely are ones that don't do as well and you're just kind of like oof that really hurts but then there's movies that really try and like be something and they just suck you I'm know what you yeah. Amityville all about time I'd be more worried, like, if I wanted to watch something like this, Rachel, like you were saying, like, the rating system is is irrelevant, right? Because it's a whole separate thing. Mm -hmm. So, like, if I wanted to watch a good, bad movie, I don't know how you make sure it's a good, bad one. You have to have a Sarah who will guide you. Yeah. She has to be, like, your your guide through the world of good, bad movies. Yeah. Well, Well, one thing, one thing that if it's a bad, bad movie... It usually has Corin Nimick starting in it. <laughs> Who's that? <laughs> Roasted. Parker Lewis. Parker Lewis. Yeah, he was in the stand. <laughs> yeah, those are well, literally well, the two things I know. <laughs> yeah, there's there's been a couple of movies that I think he played that were like Dahmer, maybe. So he so. was in something called Sand Sharks. It looks like Lake Placid versus Anaconda. Oh dear. Lake Placid versus Anaconda is pretty bad. Um, you don't say. <laughs> something called sea bass what which is looks or sorry sea beast which looks to be about a killer i wish it was sea bass <laughs> i'm disappointed <laughs> i mean so it might be, be a sea bass being yeah. an international rugby fan i just when you say sea bass i i just see a very like large bearded frenchman Tell me more. (laughs) It sounds awesome. No, but that's a sincere question because there are some of these that like I have a good time, but if they weren't recommended by Sarah, I would be I would not know where I was going and I would be pissed. Right. Like Santa Jaws pissed me off a little bit. I feel like I'm I'm out of my depth. You know what I mean? Like what is a good bad movie versus a bad bad movie? I don't know. I don't know. Something it's, to it's, consider, it, theoretically. It's a, it's a fine line when you're like me, you like disaster movies, right? Like trauma films, you like large, especially like mutated animal attack movies, but you love animal attack movies. Those things, there's a lot of shit you, you filter through to get to the good stuff. Right. Yeah. And then I just love B-movies in general. That's true. And yeah, I think part of... of it's like the fun of the discovery, too. Yeah. Mm. Makes it worth it. I guess I can understand because I also like a really bad action movie. Mm-hmm. So, like, yeah. maybe that's my my sort of intentionally bad movie. But maybe it's just a feeling you either have or you don't. I mean, Ariel, I mean, what is it that you that rises to the top for you? 
I mean, I think probably for similar reasons to you, it's like there are movies where you can turn your brain off and it's just fun and stupid and silly and ridiculous and they make me chuckle. And so I really appreciate that. Right. And I think they're really fun movies to watch with other people too. Mm -hmm. When you can both be like laughing at how dumb something is or how silly something is. But it does take some hunting. Like Rachel and I have this friend, Chris, who I used to for years spend like almost every weekend watching bad movies with. And we watched some really great bad movies, but we also did watch some crappy ones. In particular, I remember my forcing us to watch something that I believe is called Frankenstein and Billy the Kid or something like that. One of those old Western dudes. Yeah. And it was not good. (laughs) Yeah, I know which one you're talking about. Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> of course you do. That you found sense. the one person. Good God. <laughs> yeah, you sort of this. I mean, I guess we did watch that. Um, what was that bad movie we watched with the newspaper people? Um, Blood Diner? Blood Diner, yeah. 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 yeah, I don't know. I feel like you know, I'm, I'm I I don't regret watching these, which I'm surprised by. I was figured I would. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, any other thoughts on these before we move on? Okay, cool. So, so uh, no <laughs> listener feedback this week, but if anybody would like to get in touch with us, maybe you have some thoughts on bad movies, ones that work, ones that don't. If you want to get academic with it, I ain't mad. Reach out. You can email us at rachel at zombiegirls.com. You can also head over to our Facebook page where you can interact with us and check out all of Sarah's funny memes. We also did a special October uh, recommendations where every day in October we recommended a disaster movie that <laughs> remind us of the stakes of our what's happening in November. Although I think by the time this comes out, we yeah, already know. Awesome. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. We'll either be Possibly. celebrating <laughs> the streets or digging a fucking bunker right now. Right. <laughs> As you're listening, one of those two things is probably occurring. So, wow. Why did that make my stomach drop? Uh, <laughs> but it did. Mm-hmm. All right. No ZGBG this week because, again, we're putting that on hold till our homegirl is returned. So I guess it just leaves our streaming pick. So this one is... I'm actually a little excited about this because it's something that I really enjoyed but was, I feel like, really underseen, which is the series Mr. Mercedes. What originally came out on some, like, streaming service that nobody had. Oh, um, right. It is yeah. now available on Peacock, which is the free streaming service from NBC, which has ads, which is not great. But it's really, really good, and now it's easily accessible. Oh, cool. And does it have, like, kind of NBC-level ratings? Like, in terms of, like, how much they can do on there? Does it have to be, like, primetime safe, or or is it... I don't think so. Okay. I don't know for sure, but I don't believe so. I'm trying to remember... Like, they can kind of go to cable levels of Yeah, I'm trying to remember how explicit it is. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think... I don't... uh, I don't really remember if it's super explicit, because I watched this when it came out. So there's three seasons of it. It's based on... The Mr. Mercedes book series, which some of the characters of that show up in The Outsider, played by different actors. mm -hmm. So this is the one with Bill Hodges and Holly Gibney. So in this one, though, it's about a... And it also stars Harry Treadaway from from Honeymoon in a very different role. Okay, so it's a story of a, a sociopathic killer who drives a stolen Mercedes into a crowd. And a recently retired detective tries to bring him down. 
So it's very much, it's in Stephen King's sort of hard-boiled, very much like a detective who, I mean, you know who did it. So it's him basically trying to figure out who did it and track him down. The later Mm -hmm. books get a little supernatural. I haven't watched season three yet, so I don't know if they explore some of that yet. But the first one is very straightforward. And it's, I really enjoyed it a lot. Like I said, it stars Harry Treadaway as the killer. And it stars Brendan Gleeson as Bill Hodges, who is like a character actor that you'll totally recognize and is like very perfect for the sort of gruff older character. It also stars my queen Holland Taylor as his very friendly neighbor who I just love her so much. So anyways, it's really good. I loved it. It's one of, to me, one of the best Stephen King book adaptations. It's extremely faithful to the book. And I feel like it's totally been underseen. So if you've been curious about it or you really enjoy Stephen King's like non-supernatural horror things, absolutely check out Mr. Mercedes on Peacock. Mm -hmm. Oh, awesome. I'm going to have to watch Mm -hmm. it because I really liked The Outsider. Mm -hmm. It's very different from The Outsider. Like the vibe is different. It's much more of like a like a more of a straightforward mystery type of thing. Mm -hmm. Well, that sounds perfect, too. It's but it's really it's really enjoyable. Yeah, I loved the books. And so, you know, when you love a book, you're kind of like a little about whether or not the adaptation is going to work. And it actually is really good. So, so yeah, definitely check that out. All right. That is it for us today, you guys. We did it. So who would like to take us out this episode? Sure. Ariel, take us out. (laughs) All right. That's going to be it for our crazy episode about puppets and killer llamas. So thanks for listening. (laughs) (laughs) So thanks for listening and we'll catch you next time. Bye, everybody. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.